Hello and welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my regular listeners, welcome back. If you're new to the show, let me briefly tell you what we do here. The studios, they send me interviews, scenes, world premiere footage. I put it together to make one giant infomercial. I give I give you the evidence. You being the jury, you make up your own mind. I'm not here to tell you not to see a movie. I'm not here to criticize Hollywood. I love Hollywood. I love movies. So consider this a movie oasis. I just like to share movies with you and talk about them. Now approaching the bench today, we have the Disney Pixar streaming now on Disney Plus animated movie, Turning Red. Now here's the story in a nutshell. A 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. There's so much going on in this movie about where they came up with this idea and everything like that, but I'll just let... The interviews speak for themselves. So coming up first, here's a trailer for Turning Red. Let's go. I'm Maylin Lee. I wear what I want, say what I want, 24-7, 365. I know, it's a lot. But I don't got time to mess around. Am I right? Poor town. This is gonna be the best year ever. And nothing's gonna get in my way. Already? What did you say? Our ancestors had a mystical connection with red pandas. Are you kidding me? This little quirk brought us in our family. Oh. You were so cute. Sick. I've always wanted a tail. I'm a freak. We love you, May. You're our girl. <sighs> Whoa. You're you. Any strong emotion. Yeah. We'll release the panda. Abby, hit me. Do you know how dangerous this is? You'll get whipped up into a frenzy and panda all over. OMG! My whole life I've been perfect little May May. But maybe I like this new me. Mama's girls. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it's gonna be me. 
Now that was a trailer for Turning Red. Again, like I told you, this is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it anytime you want. Now coming up next, we have a featurette. Now in this featurette, you're going to hear from the writer, director, some of the people who do the voice work in this film. And this is just really fun. They talk about how, how Pixar of all these years has had such impact on all of our lives. They go from talking a little bit about that and then about this movie and how it's a personal experience to the writer. And I also want to point out, I am so glad that they're delving into so many more stories these days, not just the same ones over and over. There's so many different kind of people, different locations, going through different experiences, but they're all universal. We've all had that feeling of feeling alone or out of place. You don't fit in. And it's just, everybody has representation. It's like, hey, that's me. I can relate to this story. So this is the featurette for Turning Red. The impact that Pixar has on all humans. It's really kind of amazing to think about. I've been watching Pixar my entire life. Within the sort of treasure chest you put memories of your childhood in, Pixar films loom pretty large. To this day. They're incredibly entertaining and deep. And there's so much meaning behind them. You know, watching Turning Red. Besties, assemble! It really resonated with me. This is grade eight. I don't got time to mess around. The challenge we always set for ourselves at Pixar is we want it to feel like our films are grounded in stories that are specific and unique. But also universal. What's going on, honey? have it be based in personal experience and I don't know if Domi has come clean but it's a little autobiographical this story. The inspiration behind Turning Red comes from my own life growing up as a dorky Chinese Canadian girl in Toronto, Canada. It really taps into that awkward, cringy time in all of our lives when we were 13 when everything in our lives were changing. What is that? Some of the craziest moments in the film are based on things that have happened to Domi. Except, of course, for the giant furry red panda. I think Turning Red is universal. It's about finding your own voice and then accepting your own voice. We're bringing something new and different while also keeping with the Pixar tradition of great stories and great characters. My whole life I've been perfect little Maybay. But maybe I like this new me. So I think that kind of gives a really good representation of what this movie is about. With those little it wasn't a lot of interviews in that, but what you heard is a pretty good, you know, description of how they got all this stuff going on. Now coming up next, we're gonna have an interview with the writer slash director, Domi Shi. And just to let you know, every interview that you're going to hear from here on out is from the world premiere. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise. I just want to make that clear. So you're like, what's going on? Why is there all this noise? Well, that's why. This is all from the world premiere. So this is the writer, director, just talking about how this movie's relatable. Yeah, I mean, in how specific it is, it's a coming-of-age story about this Chinese-Canadian girl going through magical puberty. But I think uh, there's a universal appeal to that that story of, like, we've all been there. We've all been 13. Now, in that same vein, up next, you're going to hear from Pete Docter and Jim Morris. Now, in case you don't know who Pete Docter is, he has been involved in so many of these fantastic, huge powerful Pixar movies in the past from Inside Out, Soul, 
Up, Wally, Monsters Inc., and I could go on and on. He is kind of like the Pixar version of the the main guy who choreographs all these things and puts them together, whether he writes it, produces it, whatever he does, he's kind of like the heartbeat behind all these movies of late. And I'm partial to Pete Doctor because he's from Bloomington, Minnesota, just like myself. So he's still a local guy for me. So I'm like, way to go. So here he is and Jim Morris talking about the director and just a little bit more about the story. Well, Domi, Domi, she, the the director, uh, she worked on Inside Out, so I got to see her firsthand. The way her brain works is very mysterious, very specific, but brilliant. And this movie is a real reflection of her, but very universal at the same time. I'm a huge fan of of coming of age movies like this, and she just nails everything so beautifully, especially from from a female perspective. It's it's just lovely and and a wonderful. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, I think what the, what, what I, this film has always spoken to me because it feels like something every kid goes through, getting to that point where you kind of are changing and you have to differentiate yourself from your parents a little bit. You have to kind of become your own person, and even though you still love them and want to respect them and regard them, so it's, it, it, it has all that, and she did a beautiful job telling that story. And Jim's got two daughters. I've got a daughter. We both, we've been through it, so it's very familiar. It's very familiar. And i got to say one more thing about Pete Docter. I heard this interview, I think, so don't quote me 100% on this one, but it's, I just found it so interesting. When he first wrote up, if you remember the beginning of the movie, you know, how that young girl was so alive and excited and just upbeat and happy, he kind of based that off his daughter. And then eventually, you know, kids grow up. Emotions start to change. And then, you know, kids do that. And he started realizing that. And he's like, man, what's going on with my little, little girl? She's not this happy, bubbly girl anymore. And that's how he came up with Inside Out. All those emotions inside, fighting for power and going on. So that was like him trying to deal with his own daughter growing up. Again, I just find that just so cool. It's like, okay, here's this life experience. And then he is able to, you know, make it happen into a movie. It's like, I'm going to write a story about this. Anyway, that's not really important, but I just found that really, you know, interesting. But coming up next, we're going to hear from the director and producer talking about, and this is something I really enjoy too, because we've gone through all this stuff in the last couple of years. They had to do a lot of this movie from home. Everybody had to set up their own little studios and things like that. Taking that all into consideration, you see the quality on, on TV in this or whatever. You see it all. You're like, wow, they might have done that from their own kitchen or whatever. They have so much good technology these days where you can make that sound like you're just totally normal. Anyway, that's them talking about this. Check it out. Especially because we made the, the film from home uh, in, our, in our guest rooms, yeah. on our kitchen tables. So it's With just, madness behind us and the kids running around and dogs barking and all of it. Yeah. yeah. But we're here and it, we're dressed up and we're in person and it's super exciting. This is so fun to be able to actually watch the movie with an audience. Yeah. We're going to hear next from the actress who plays Mei Lin. And she talks a little bit about how everybody can relate to this. Not just being a young girl, but anybody. Just the heart in it. I feel like it talks about change that everyone deals with. But most of the thing is anyone can watch it and just have a good time. Like, it's funny. It's, there's not a dull moment. It's, it's like all these genres combined into one movie, and it's just a fun time. And speaking of a fun time, we're going to play a clip for you next. Now, in this clip, she's walking down the road, the main character, just kind of addressing the camera, saying, hey... I'm 13, this is that, this is that. And it's just a fun, cute scene. 
and she does a cartwheel and of course her backpack falls off, things fall on the ground and she has to pick it all up. But this is just kind of sets the tone of this movie. I turned 13, I've been doing my own thing, making my own moves, 24-7, 365. I wear what I want, say what I want, and I will not hesitate to do a spontaneous cartwheel if I feel so moved. <laughs> oh, crap! Not to brag, but being 13 means I'm officially a grown-up, at least according to the Toronto Transit Commission. Good for you. Now, next, we're going to hear from Sandra Oh. If you don't know who Sandra Oh is, she's been in so much wonderful stuff. But what she's recently in is Killing Eve. If you've never seen that show, make sure you see that. Obviously, it's not for the kids. But for any of you adults out there who haven't seen Killing Eve, check it out. Sandra Oh is perfect. But in this next interview, she talks about what makes this movie so perfect. Oh, I think for a lot of reasons. One, we can hear some of it. It's music. Um, The fact that it focuses on the inner life of a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl, that it's about, you know, magical pandas um, and, you know, uh, growing up. I think that's all. Those are all special elements. In speaking of those special elements, up next we have a clip. Sandra Oh, who is the mother, is in the kitchen making breakfast, calling for the daughter. Hey, are you ready? Daughter wakes up, you know, uh, stretches, you know, walks to the bathroom, not thinking none, you know, nothing's different. And then she sees her reflection in the in the mirror and she's the one giant red panda. So she freaks out. Mom runs to the door, says, hey, is it this, is it that? And then she's like, oh boy, I think I know what it is. <laughs> but really kind of sells the scene. In the background, they had her husband just kind of... <laughs> freeze, step back a few steps, and just slide away off the screen like, oh no, not good. It's a real cute scene. Check it out. Breakfast is ready. Mm. No sugar. Coming. Mm. Porridge. fever, a stomachache, chills, constipation. Wait, is it that? Did the, did the red peony bloom? No! Maybe? You get the idea. But if you want to watch that full scene, either A, watch it on Disney Plus, or at the end of the show, I'm going to give you an address to, you know, in case you want to watch the TV version of this, you can watch that scene, not just listening to it. But until then... We're going to hear next from one of the co-writers, Julia Cho, talking about how everybody on set could relate to this movie, whether you're a guy or a girl or whatever you may be, everybody in some way could really relate to this, you know, these characters in the story. Well, I think that the inner panda was a great metaphor for all of us because every single person on the crew, male, female, whatever age, could identify with having grown grown up with some part of themselves that 
was awkward and uncomfortable and messy. And so I think it was just a great way for the movie to like let us all embrace our own inner pandas and really support each other's messiness um, even through the process. So yeah, it was a metaphor for the movie, but also I feel like touched all of us personally. Now we're going to hear next from, I'm going to play several of these interviews back to back since they're kind of short and I don't want to interrupt the, you know, interrupt the flow for you. We're going to hear from the actress who plays the main character and then the actress who plays Miriam, Abby, and Priya. And they're going to talk about the themes of this film. Um, I think the main theme, I think there's so, as so many people can take different messages from this film. I've talked to so many reporters and they have different messages and I think that's a wonderful thing about the story but for me I think the biggest thing is that it's change. The red panda um, represents change because everyone goes through change in their life and it's going to be messy and awkward and you're going to hate it but at the end of the day it's okay because everyone goes through it. 100% I mean important female friendships, positive female friendships, we're talking coming of age stories that we all can relate to, we're always coming of age, a story about a family, a matriarchal family, you know the importance of that mother-daughter relationship, there's so much to grab from, it's, it's wild. Oh, it is, it is amazing. I think this movie is really something else that really speaks to a lot of the girls out there and the true um, friendship of the girls in the most authentic way and I'm really proud, uh, proud to have worked on it, so this is pretty amazing for me right now. For me, it's the, the lesson that the movie teaches, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, to be able to embody um, the the true self and being most authentic self and to be vulnerable in front of your friends and to own up to mistakes that you make, which are the, some of the hardest things that you can do as a human being. And I think this movie kind of teaches that lesson in a, a very fun, loving way. So that's, that's why I feel it's so special. Yeah, so some of the themes of Turning Red are friendship. We were seeing a very like healthy, strong girl group, um, and that's absolutely amazing, girl power. <laughs> and then we're seeing lots of boy bands and fun, and connecting through that is another thing that the girls love. Um, some family and cultural stuff that um, kind of finding your way in a new world, but still sticking close to what you um, call home and what you like identify as, and that's an amazing thing to be able to portray, and I think Domi did an incredible job at doing that through the screen and through this movie. Um, I'm really excited for them to see all the, like, 2000s references and the 90s references because it's all, like, it's such a fun time era that, like, Pixar hasn't really done before, like, a full movie set in this world of, like, um, Canada and in the 90s and 2000s, and it's just, like, so fun to be able to pick out all those little Easter, Easter eggs where, like, the older audience might be like, oh my gosh, like, I used to have one of those, which is kind of fun, and it's going to be cool, so it's kind of something for everybody. Now, that was the actresses who play her friend. Up next, we're going to play a clip. And in this clip, the friends are outside of her, her window. And they don't know she's changed yet into this, you know, giant giant red panda. And one of the main storylines in this movie is they want to go see this boy band. You know, they're all just totally crazy for them. So they're out there going, oh, hey, they're going to be here on this day. And suddenly she opens up the window and just pulls them all in together. Like all three of them together, you know, holding them, you know, close to her. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And she's like, calm, calm, calm. So they calm down and, you know, they start standing there going, wow, what's going on? And then, you know, the rest of this, that conversation of saying, hey, this is what's going on. And it's just talk about that whole friendship thing of acceptance that no matter what's going on in your life, a true friend is there for you. doesn't matter if you did this or did that or 
whatever it is you think you did or didn't do, a friend will always be there for you. And this really shows that friendship that they share. Chill. Got that? <laughs> Chill. May? Are you a werewolf? No! What? <laughs> He's a red panda! Sick. You're so fluffy! You're so fluffy! I've always wanted a tail. Priya, Abby, quit it! May, what the heck happened? It's just some, you know, inconvenient, uh, genetic thingy I got from my mom. I mean... <laughs> It'll go away. Eventually. Maybe. Hey! <laughs> oh, I hate this! I, I'm sloppy, I'm, I'm smelly. My mom won't even look at me, and you now Fort Town. When are they coming? May 18th. They just announced it. May 18th? There's no way this will be gone by then. Just, just go. Go become women without me. May, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. No, it's it's not. I'm uh, I'm a freak. Just just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's friendship. They all band together and say, hey, we're with you. No matter what happens, we're friends. Now, up next, we're going to play a ton of interviews back to back. And I figured I could interrupt each one, but that kind of takes away from the, the feel of this whole red carpet deal. So what I'm going to do is just play all these interviews back to back and just hear what they have to say about this film, about the whole experience, everything like that. So you're going to hear from cast members, the directors, producers, and this is them on the red carpet just expressing the joy of making this film. Well, I feel like the thematic part of it was such a joy because it was a, the opportunity to really dig into our own childhoods, our own relationships. And so just using all of that was just wonderful. And I couldn't have asked for a better, more supportive environment to also explore all of those awkward, dark moments of growing up. And I have to say, it's amazing to see how what was kind of painful has ended up being such a joyful movie. So I'm not sure how that transformation happened, but I'm really grateful for it. This is so surreal to me. Like, I feel like it's still, like, not happening. Like, this can't be real. This is sort of like a normal-ish world, first of all. And this is, like, my first ever premiere of a project that I'm in, which is insane. And it's with Pixar. There's a bunch of red pandas everywhere. Like, this can't be real. Come on. No way. It's so fantastic. You know, honestly, it's been a tough t couple years for everyone to be able to be out on Hollywood Boulevard celebrating Turning Red. Uh, being screened at El Capitan. It is 
such a thrill, a thrill in my life to be a part of it. I'm just trying to take it all in. I mean, I have so much adrenaline right now. I, I, I'm probably going to go to sleep and think this is all a dream. I mean, four years, I've been working on this film for four years, and to finally be here at the world pre premiere is surreal. It's almost overwhelming. I mean, we worked on it for quite a while, and for much of that time, we were in our homes, Zooming. And so the idea that the movie is actually real and being out in the world is just incredibly exciting, and we're just so happy to be here. Sure, okay. So basically, May, she turns into this red pan and when she can't control her emotions, which is like, you know, teenagers, adolescents, it's what I, I go through it every week, if not multiple times a week. It's awesome. I feel like we all as adolescents have red pandas inside of us that come out. And yeah, it's awesome. It's a really great film. And uh, I hope that people walking away from it can... Um, appreciate their friends and themselves and their families and their heritage and all that kind of stuff as they're growing up and maturing and figuring stuff out. You know, it's so cool. I have known about the film for about two years now and like it's finally out. I finally get to see it. Um, and it was just such a thrill to be able to sing with the rest of the boy band. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> Excited. Sure, it's a coming of age story um, about like a mother and daughter. Um, and it's great because it's also like an Asian film and so I'm just excited to see that representation on screen so it's just a great story. <laughs> yeah so May is growing up and she's going through a lot of changes with her body and emotions and um, she you know gets ex and when she gets excited she turns into this giant red panda and so yeah it's just like really uh, such a fun way to uh, kind of make that picture for like that growing up sort of like story <laughs> yeah uh, I am most excited for them to hear the music um, that Billie Eilish and Phineas put together uh, and that the boy band sings it's just very much of that era and it's just like so fun it's just super fun it's great <laughs> first off Pixar is legendary I'm the biggest fan of Pixar I'm a kid on the inside so this is all a dream animation like my favorite movie ever is animated so this is all just like full circle moment, a uh, very special moment for me. Um, I love the fact that the main character is not trying to filter or censor her mess. I think that that's really cool. She kind of just like learns to express herself and gives herself time to. And I feel like us as adults are still trying to do that. I am anyways. Um, that's really cool. And then the mother-daughter relationship is really special. Um, I have a super close relationship with my mom, so I relate to that. Um, those, are, those are like my favorite themes of the film. Um, a sense of family, a sense of grace with yourself. I think that's my favorite part. I, that's something I try to exercise even now in my life and in my career, is even if it gets crazy, if it gets chaotic, it's all a part of the story. So I, I think, I hope people take that away sense of family and the music's cool too shout out to billy and phineas well it's incredible to be here and we've been i've been working on this for about two years i mean i know domi and all the animators been for much longer but and we've been you know hunkered in for a long time and it's just so nice to be out here you know in the middle of the street and celebrate with with everyone well it was it was really special because the, the movie is, is about you know her growing up in in, in canada and 
and you know t we're both born in the 80s so it's 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 a lot of, you know the mu I wanted the music to feel kind of like a, a mixtape of Mace Heart so kind of music wise genre wise it has a huge spectrum you know we're going from like new jack swing type of beats portraying uh, May and how May is at school and how May is with her friends but then there's also this traditional Chinese flute kind of portraying Ming, May's mom, and the way Ming sees May and then and then um, and the her, her, her heritage and traditions. Come on, it's a Pixar premiere. Are you kidding? This is what I grew up on and to be a part of it on the red carpet, it truly is a dream come true to just be, you know, a, a small part of this movie. It's such a big moment. Like we've never seen this kind of narrative on the Pixar screen. So uh, I'm just truly thrilled. I mean, first of all, turning red, that's definitely symbolism for, you know, those teenage years when we're, you know, going through some things. Uh, so I feel like it's relatable to every single person in the audience. And, you know, to do, the, do it in such a creative, smart, clever way, I mean, it just, it's brilliant. The movie's phenomenal. It's so funny. It has the humor. It has the heart. And it's centered around a Chinese family. That's truly never been done. So I'm just so excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. I mean, everyone wants to turn into a red panda at some point in their life, at some point in the day, you know, and, and it's a matter of embracing it, you know, and just kind of feeling liberated to be yourself and feel free in that way. So it's definitely uh, insightful as well, you know, and, and just to be able to play one of May's aunties in the movie. It's just it's super fun. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is my very first red carpet. I am so nervous, but I'm so excited. I brought my grandma, my mom, and my friend here today. And so I'm so honored to like be able to show them my hard work and this like kind of celebration of Asian culture as well. Yeah, so something about Disney that I really love is they have very specific stories that are so grounded, but are also so universal. Because coming of age is so universal for everybody. Um, and I, you know, knowing this film, I find myself relating to May, you know what I mean, and the messiness of growing up, but also wanting to honor my culture and my heritage and my family, but also wanting to be wild, have some fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. So I sing in the boy band. Um, I'm the bass vocalist for uh, Ford Town. I play Aaron T. Um, and it's written by Billie Eilish and Phineas. And the songs are absolute bops. There's some fun party tunes. Um, there's some radio hit, and then there's like also a ballad, a really like nice ballad. So, I mean, I think what I am excited for them to discover is the nostalgia factor, because a lot of this pulls from 2000 boy bands, and that was such an integral part of them, like my upbringing, my childhood, as I imagine a lot of people as well, and to kind of relive that and kind of see what their childhood was like as well. I am so excited for them to just, A, of course, laugh. First and foremost, I want them to laugh. Feel out all the heartwarming moments, because it's a Pixar movie. You know it's going to have those sad, heartwarming moments. We all know it. And just, honestly, see themselves in these characters that are so genuine and authentic. Domi, she did such a great job creating these characters, and I could not be more proud. I think one for our films, this has a little bit of a different uh, look stylistically, which I think will be fun. It's completely reflective of Domi and an interesting animation style. It still it still feels like a Pixar movie, but it's got a little bit of a difference. It's got her thumbprint on it in a really special way. Yeah, I agree. It's a Pixar film with a twist. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at Turning Red. Now, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any way to improve the show, please let me know because I can't grow if I don't know. So let me know at cinemajudge at hotmail.com. But if you're interested in watching the TV version of this in the world premiere footage, go to 
Bloomington, Minnesota's website, BLM as in Bloomington, dot MN, backward slash, BTV, dash, shows. And then type in Cinema Judge. And then a whole lot of shows will show up. And what I like about the TV show is this. You can actually see more than what you hear here. Because I don't, I can't put everything on here that I do on a TV show. So if you're interested in watching B-roll and on-the-set footage and also world premiere stuff, check that out. Well, that is it. Everything from here on out is just me thanking you, the listeners. Now, all of you all around the world, I hope my voice finds you well. All you people driving to work, coming back from work, sitting at home, playing with your kids while you listen, doing the dishes, laundry, whatever you're doing, thank you so much. You know, as I sit here, I think, are you listening during the daytime, nighttime, afternoon? It's just so cool when I look at all these people who listen all around the world or United States, wherever, thank you so much for taking time out of your life to listen to this show. I just hope, you know, that that goes to prove you like movies as much as I do. And I love sharing it with all of you. All my listeners from United States, Germany, Italy, Mexico, France, Germany, Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, Pearl, Minnesota, Madison, Wisconsin, Gilbert, Arizona, Annandale, Virginia, Santa Monica, California, Pasadena, California. Thank you so much. Holyoke, Mass, Chaska, Minnesota, Lakeville, Minnesota, Invergrove Heights, Minnesota, Frankfurt am Main Hess, Milan, and so many more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope your life is, you know, treating you well, because I know it's it's crazy out there. Thanks for listening. But this week's bourbon shout-out goes out to a guy, I don't know your name, I don't know who you were, but, you know, since, you know, this movie is about, you know, kids and friendship and all that stuff, you know, during the week I was, I, I, I was at my second job, and I was working, and I'm just, for whatever reason, this memory popped into my head. It was me, my brother, my friends, everybody that lived in my little area. We were playing basketball. <laughs> but because we all lived in low-income area, we didn't have a basketball hoop. All we had was a telephone pole and a... <laughs> we, we just hammered up there a, a box we just, you know, cut out the bottom and we nailed it up there. And we were shooting hoops. And then we see this old guy walking down like the street towards us. And we're like, <laughs> what's this guy doing? He's like, hey, uh, you guys don't have a basketball hoop? We're like, no, you know, we're just, you know, shooting hoops. All right, well, we'll try to fix that. We just laughed it off thinking, eh, whatever. <laughs> just, just some old guy just walking by. And then... Several weeks later, here we are sitting out there shooting hoops again, of course, because we had nothing else to do. And here this guy walks up to us, but this time he has a Shriners hat on, complete outfit with a group of people in a truck. And what he did was he got money together. Whatever he did, he bought us a basketball hoop, a real basketball hoop. He had like cement truck come in there. They drilled a hole. They put in a, a real basketball hoop and we were able, and we put our initials in there too. That was really cool. We all, we all put our you know, initials in the cement 
and we had a basketball hoop out of nowhere. Somehow, some way, this guy from the Shriners saw these poor kids shooting hoops <laughs> in a cardboard box. And he goes, you know what? They deserve a real basketball hoop. And he got it for us. So whoever you were, thank you to the Shriners, that whole organization. You deserve this toast. Cheers. Now for this week's music selection, because this this movie dealt with you know young women, and I said, well, I might as well get in the mood. So I played Pat Benatar's greatest hits, and man, what great tunes! If you haven't listened to Pat Benatar in a while, throw on her greatest hits. Every single tune, just perfect. And then I go, well, let me put on another female great. So I put on Joan Jett. And then, you know, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and, and also from the Runaways. I created a playlist on my Amazon Unlimited thing. Just some great tunes. Well, that is it. Unfortunately, my glass is empty a couple times over because eh, if you don't live in Minnesota, you wouldn't know this. But we had this incredible high school hockey tournament that happens every March. And I just got done watching the, the championship game. <laughs> It was insane. So I uh, got interrupted a little bit while making this episode, so my apologies. So eh, I might have to refill that beverage just a pinch. But cheers to you into the movies. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. (laughs) 